everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr back here with another old interview I conducted. This one was recorded a year ago, and it was with the fabulous Eva Tavares. I hope I pronounced that right, from the national tour of the Phantom of the Opera. She's actually still in it right now as Christine Daae. So let's listen to the interview, and I hope you all enjoy. To start things off, how has it been touring? Touring is amazing. I mean, we get to see all these different places and bring this beautiful show to so many different people, whereas when a show is doing a sit-down on Broadway, that group of people get to see it, and then there's new tourists that come in, but the locals have all seen it, you know? So when we take this show, we get to show so many different communities, which is such a gift in itself. The Phantom of the Opera has been around all over the world for many years. It even recently celebrated its 30th anniversary on Broadway. How did you first discover the music? I used to listen to the soundtrack with my mom in the house, up at the top volume, singing our lungs out. But I went and saw the show for the first time when I was 10, and I remember leaving the theater and saying to my mom, well, I think I want to do that. It's been a part of my psyche for a really long time. And you play Christine Daae, a role that has previously been played by Sarah Brightman, Rebecca Luger, Carmen Cusack, and Sierra Boggess, many others. How do you make it your own? I honestly think it's kind of freeing to be a part of that legacy of women, because with all of those people, they created their own thing. And so seeing them do that, it kind of gives me the freedom to say, okay, I'm going to come in and find my own Christine. From what I know of the Christines that are still around, who I'm in contact with, it's really like a family like we can message each other and talk about things to do with the role when we're feeling stressed or confused it's like a really neat club of christine this great resource well yeah in fact ali ewald who's currently playing christine on broadway has been doing her vlog series for broadway.com have you been watching him no not yet Oh, it's some good stuff. This current touring production is a revamped staging directed by Lawrence Connor, who's worked with producer Cameron McIntosh in revamping some of his other popular titles, including Les Miserables and Miss Saigon. Now, how is this production okay. different from the original staging? It's important to acknowledge, like, the things that are the same. So the storyline's the same, our costumes are actually the same as the original, the music, which, of course, is the most important part. But the staging, basically, 30 years ago, we had a certain set of tools, and now we have so many other tools that we can use to bring to the stage. And the changes you're going to see are mostly in the set design and the special effects. You know, we can do a little bit more flashbang than we could 30 years ago. And going back to the beginning, how did you get yourself started in the theater? I started out as a dancer, actually. And then when I was about 13, I started taking singing lessons. And that kind of catapulted me into another level. And I went and did my bachelor's degree in opera. And after that, it just became auditioning and auditioning. And all of a sudden, I found myself here. And when you're done with the tour, what are some dream roles you'd love to pursue in the future? I would love to do some more Rogers and Hammerstein, some Carousel or Oklahoma. I really love Light in the Piazza by Adam Gettle. Clara is definitely a dream role. I would love to do West Side Story again. I played Maria a couple of years ago, and it was a pretty life-changing experience, so I would do that again in a heartbeat. Speaking of Light in the Piazza, you even got to work with the original cast member, Victoria Clark, on a new musical recently. Yes, I did. She's amazing. In conclusion, what advice would you like to give to any aspiring young performers out there? Don't take no for an answer. If someone says that they don't have time for you, maybe push it a little bit and see if they can make time. I always think it's best to ask, and what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get a no, and they'll think you're persistent, and 
and that's great. I feel like I've gotten to where I am today because I kind of kept on knocking on doors. And even when there was a potential no at the end of the line, it's just, I think that I'm here because of that. Eva, I thank you very much for devoting your time to this interview, and I hope you have a great time in Durham. Thanks so much. Thank you all for listening. I hope you keep following along for more podcasts, and I'll see you all later.